What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. We're here with you on a Monday evening, and we got a lot to cover. Uh, Of course, racing is going to take center stage a little bit on the show today. We'll also talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs and sneak in a little hockey talk as well. Before we do, Papa Dude, how was the weekend? Hey, it was great. Not as good as yours, I don't think, but it was good. Uh, I imagine you're a little... A little weary today, probably. Took a quick trip up to Lexington, and I guess you got back yesterday, so it was kind of a dash up there and a dash back, right? It definitely was. It was great to be there. Uh, of course, we woke up Saturday morning to snow. Yeah. Snow. Um, <laughs> at one point, there was a Starbucks kind of across the street from the hotel. Could barely see the Starbucks. That's how wow. hard it was snowing. Um, but... Uh, everything uh, w- went very well. Uh, it was freezing cold at the racetrack, oh. windy, cold, uh, really not great weather-wise. But then the next day, it was beautiful. Jared and I went and ate pizza and sat outside and ate before we left at Lexington. So uh, great day uh, still, though. Uh, if you've never been to Keeneland, definitely suggest it. Just such a fun place, a festive place. Uh, people just love horse racing and love to be there and love to be at that track. Good times. Uh, yeah, saw a pretty good race. Saw a great performance in Golden Pal in the in the sprint there, Shaker Town. That was awesome, and and of course the bluegrass was great uh, as well. So yeah, we had a really good time, and now we're back. And I guess the next trip is a uh, back to Kentucky. Back to Kentucky, yeah. Or Louisville and Churchill Downs. So that'll be great. Yeah, that will be great. So all right, Papa, dude, you want to? What'd you do? Did you do anything before we start? Anything fun on the weekend? Yeah. Um, no, we're probably going to go away somewhere this weekend. So we kind of just chilled out and I watched all the races because I knew we were going to comment them, comment on them, uh, today. So now uh, we're trying to decide where to go this weekend. I think we may head down to Oakland because it seems like the weather is going to be better down there. Uh, we wanted to go to Omaha to see that zoo in Omaha, and some of you probably, some of you viewers may have seen it. I've been there once. Sandy's never been. Incredible zoo, but it's a little bit cold mm-hmm. in uh, Omaha this uh, this weekend. It's going to be in the in the mid fifties with some north wind. I don't know if that's good zoo weather, you know. Not, so we're trying that, to what we're going to do. Not that you need to be convinced to go to Oakland Park on a on a beautiful Saturday, but right, right. I will tell you. Yes. I'm sure you, I don't know if you've seen the entries or not. Jackie's Warrior is I back. I know. Yes. Okay. All right. Well. Yep. yep. I'm thinking that's probably where we'll end up. I think we're going to do a Friday, Saturday. Well, you'd have to do a Friday, Saturday. That's only two days they run. It's Easter on Sunday. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're absolutely yes. right. Yeah. Uh, you know, Russ chimes in. I uh, went there for the College World Series. I've always heard that's pretty cool. Uh Omaha and the College World yeah. Series, when they go hand in hand like that, I've heard it's really neat to be right. There. Used to the the old ballpark was right by the zoo. In fact, they still have part of that old ballpark. They got a foul pole 
right hmm. in the parking lot where the zoo the zoo is. Now they built a brand new stadium downtown. Beautiful uh, new facility. They have a minor league baseball team there too. And uh, but a, a lot of people that are nostalgic miss the old stadium that was right out there by the zoo. And by the way, that I'm telling you, if you like zoos and you get a chance to go do it, it is a unique zoo. It really is. Mm -hmm. Russ said the hogs did not win, but he still had a good time. And the hogs have had success at Omaha yeah. in the past. Uh, I believe, I believe Kevin, um, our, uh, my brother and your uncle, I believe mm -hmm. they were up there uh, to follow the Razorbacks once. Seems like once or maybe even twice they went up uh, and saw that, uh, saw, saw the Razorbacks play. Now, so. there's not much else to see in Omaha. I, I wouldn't think. No, it's not, not a lot. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, Derby action and Derby fever is live. Matt Duchon opened up the comments. He says, charge it will win the Derby. Florida Derby runner-up. He's on charge it. I saw... Uh, Matt commenting on the Magic Mike show a little bit earlier today. If you missed that, you can check that out. Uh, it's on the YouTube page now. And Matt was uh, talking about Charge It on that. I was in the comment section there with him, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, they, uh, Betty Ann confirms they did. They went and watched uh, Texas. They only went once. Uh, but, yes, College World Series in Omaha. So that's pretty cool. cool. I would like to go as well. It's kind of a, in a weird it's like a weird time uh, for me. Uh, but, yeah, I would like to go for sure. It is. And, unfortunately, we don't support a team that ever gets there. You Correct. Know. Sooners yes. haven't made it too much. Now, yes. the softball team, by the way, and we'll just mention this real quick. Mm -hmm. This is a sports show. The Oklahoma Sooners softball team is 36-0. and zero. Mm -hmm. First of all, that's incredible to win 36 games and lose none in softball or baseball is pretty incredible. They have run ruled 30 of those 36 wins. So very few games have went seven innings that they've mm -hmm. played. And, and if you get to say, well, they haven't played anybody. Uh, yes, they have. <laughs> UCLA, they played Tennessee. They played some good teams. Now the goofy Oklahoma fans and I'm one of them, are a little upset because I believe they were ranked number two maybe last week. As Pedlo points out, a couple of voters have them in number two, yes. Okay, Pedlo, listen up. If you ask Patty Gasso right now, if she wants to go into the postseason undefeated, her answer will be emphatically no. Yeah. You don't want to be undefeated. You want to get beat. Yeah. You don't want that added pressure on you. And if you ask her if she's okay with number two, she's going to say, I don't care. Yeah. It's the only ranking that matters is where you finished at the end of the year. So all you, you fans, we know we're the best team. We know that. We've proven it. You know, we've won four or five national championships. I think we've won the last two in a row maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh we don't have to prove anything. Just shut your mouth. Keep blowing people away. And when you get beat, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's going to happen. And you need it to happen. <laughs> Pedlo saw the tweet, Papa Dude. Papa Dude's uh, main hobby is to get on there and uh, and, ba and not bash, but go go back and forth with the uh, OU media. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> we know we're the best team. Pedlo came, came in here to troll Papa Dude. That's what I love that's about that. Fine. That's fine. I'm glad you did because I really wanted to bring that up. 
this is an incredible. I, I have uh, I've seen the Sooners play several times in person. I am odd every time I go. They are tremendous. They are just a machine. And uh, now they play Texas this weekend yeah. in Austin. No, you fans, are you going to just kill yourself if Texas beats them once? Yeah, no, we will. Let's hope we win two out of three. That's my goal. Then you got that loss, and now we can kind of rest a little bit. Because Well, look, they're going to lose. They're, they're eventually going to-, going to lose a game. And you hope it's not one that you really need to win in the College World Series. So Right. Yeah. You don't yeah. want that added pressure. Don't forget, last year we went into that World Series. I think we'd lost three games all year, and we got beat in the very first game and had to come through the loser's bracket and win about six or seven games to win the dang thing. That's too hard. Yeah. Can't do that two times in a row. So they are awesome. I love to watch them. Sandy and I are definitely going down. <laughs> Later on, I think they play Oklahoma State at home, and that's another team that's a super team. And uh, we're going to get down there because it is fun to go. Yeah, and you can go down to beautiful Oklahoma City uh, if they make it to the college or the Women's College Softball World Series in Oklahoma City. And by the way, if you've watched Mike Somich and I's video about small tracks, Remington Park just right across the way from the College Softball uh, uh, World Series. So. You can kind of pull a double header there. You know, I think. Go ahead, Eric. Go ahead. I, they're running quarter horses during that time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's a lot of fun to go over there. It is. Uh, I was going to mention, too, uh, you know, you said something about, um, uh, I forget what it was, was a bad time of the year for you. Oh, the, uh, the College World Series in, yeah. uh, in the boys. Well, the College World Series for the girls is a bad time for me, too, because they, they play during the week. Some of those games are during the week. Now, I know I am retired, but I come out of retirement in the summer to uh, teach driver's ed. Yeah. And so I'm busy um, a lot of that time. And I am a jinx. I've gone twice and I've lost twice. So I'm staying away from it. <laughs> uh, speaking of Mike Zomich, he gives you advice. If you're going to go to the College World Series, sounds like he has. He says it's awesome. The tailgate is wild. Just bring a T-shirt from each school that is in it, and you'll eat like a king. <laughs> Very good. Very nice. That's good. Good stuff. All right. Let's get into it uh, here, guys. I know everybody's probably tuned in to kind of talk about uh, the Kentucky Derby yeah. and what we saw this weekend and, and uh, also the NBA playoffs as well. We'll save the NBA for a little bit later, and let's talk about uh, what happened on the Derby Trail. Uh, you know, you and I both uh, sat here on Thursday yep. and, and previewed these, and we said the Santa Anita Derby is the one. That's the race. That's the race that's going to produce something. Uh, I think we were right. Uh, yeah. You texted me right after the race. You said, I think I saw the Kentucky Derby winner, so I'm going to let you kick it off. I think you've got your Derby horse. Tell us who it is and why. You know, you know, you know how I feel about Andy Serling. Uh oh. <laughs> I think he made the dumbest statement I've ever heard today. Okay. He said, I don't know if he saw it on Twitter or not. He said, he just didn't think they ought to run Taba in the Kentucky Derby. It's not good for the horse. <laughs> what kind of bullshit is that? <laughs> what is he trying? I guess it's he's just trying to stir up controversy, I guess. I don't know with him on that one. Um, I'll jump in and say, look, it's very tough to ask a horse to go from a six furlong maiden and then to a mile and an eighth uh, sanding to Derby and then to a mile and a quarter Kentucky Derby. But I'll also jump in and say, let's deal with reality. 
Yeah. You're not going to not run this horse in the no. Kentucky Derby. That's why you run horses. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got one that can win the Kentucky Derby, aren't you an idiot if you don't send him up there? What kind of an asinine statement was that? Anyway, uh, if you'll recall on Thursday, I did not have any confidence in this horse at all because he'd only run once, and I'm yeah. one of these guys. I got to see it. Well, I saw it. And um, and a lot of people, I've, 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 a lot of more bashing you, you know, and because uh, you made a comment that you think Tabe is number, I think you've ranked him number one now, right? On your yeah. list. Mm -hmm. And some of them are coming after you. Well, now, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's look at this. Was Forbidden Dirt, uh, Kingdom and Messier not rated pretty highly before this race? Weren't they? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Didn't they just get their ass handed to them by this horse? Yes. Yes. Well, doesn't it make sense that maybe this horse might be pretty good? I would think it makes a lot of sense that this horse is pretty darn good. Now, you know, we can't we can't pick we can't pick him yet. Yeah. Because we don't know the post he's gonna get, you know. We don't know, but we know what we can see, can't you? I mean, I have to trust my eyes. I'm not an expert by any stretch. I thought he was beat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he sucked Forbidden Kingdom under, like uh, like Forbidden Kingdom was a $5,000 claimer. Right. And Messier both. Mm -hmm. And then Messier just running his butt off. And the next thing I know, Messier is eating dirt. <laughs> yeah. From Tabor. That was his impressive stretch run, half a stretch run, I guess, that I've seen in a long time. I'm on him too. And then we get the ones, well, look at the short field and all that. I kind of think there's some pretty good horses that have come out of the Santa Anita Derby. <laughs> and I'm with you. I, I, I like him. Now, am I saying there's others that can't win? No. Not saying that, but isn't there a horse named Justify that didn't run very often either? Yeah. So yeah. I don't understand some of this stuff. In well, people. it's it's the worst four weeks of the year because this is what's going to happen for four weeks. It's it's why we do a, a, an article every year called "Why We Hate Your Derby Horse" because yeah. everybody hates every horse right now. That's true, except for the one they're going to pick. And it, and if you don't pick their horse, you're dumb. And that's how it is. And that's how it's been for years. Something you're seeing for the first time since you're around for the Derby for the first time. <laughs> and this happens every year. Uh, okay. Look, Taba, uh, I was watching this horse on the backside and I thought, boy, you know, he's just not, he's just not going to run. You know, he was third. He wasn't up there very close. Well, yeah. Cause we thought he was going to be in the front. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and he it's just like yeah, he just it was too much too quick. They they were right. They, they probably shouldn't have done it. And uh, so they kind of they rounded the corner, and you could tell Forbidden Kingdom. By the way, it entrapped Apoglottis for Forbidden Kingdom. Yes, he stopped, but he could also couldn't breathe. So that okay. was part of it. All right, but, we'll go that. but Messier turns the corner and put. You could tell that that's not going to be a problem to put put uh, Forbidden Kingdom away. You, you scan back, you don't really see anybody. Then all of a sudden, you see the nose. Of, uh, of 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 Taba, and I looked at Jared. We're sitting at Keeneland watching this uh, on the screen. I looked at Jared and I said, "He's running. You know, he's making a move. We didn't think he was making any move." I said, "This could get interesting." 
but you still, you get, oh, halfway down the stretch, and it's like he's going to run a monster race and get second because he just wasn't making up enough ground. Man, Mike Smith went left-handed on this horse, and it was over. He went and got him, and he galloped out. And this wasn't a, a, a nose win, a neck win, a half length. No. It was two and a quarter. He put that horse away. I thought he was pretty impressive. To me, the wheels could fall off of this horse trying to do too much too quick. But from a talent standpoint, wow, he's got it. This, he looks like yeah, this was impressive. Um, yeah, so we gushed over him all weekend, uh, you know, with the, Jared and I and, the, and, the, and the, uh, Monique and Paul that was with us uh, just really gushed on him all weekend. But let, let's talk, you know, and I know you and I kind of text back and forth did the same. Let's talk about Messier a little bit. The scary thing is, did we overrate Messier a little bit? And did that make Table look a little better than what he is? I think that's kind of my biggest question. What do you, what did you think of how Messier? Was? Well, I mean, we can always possibly do that. Yeah. It's just the way it is. And, you know, we, I see all the comments and you guys are, you're absolutely right. You know, don't take this the wrong way, but, but all of us have two things. We have assholes and we have opinions. Yep. You know, we all have to do the assholes. And we're all assholes and we all have opinions. Right. And we all, are assholes and we all have opinions. So we're, <laughs> everybody's got a different opinion yeah. and that's what makes sports so fun. You know, we could have sat and argued last Monday night on Kansas and, and uh, uh, yeah. North Carolina, because that's all of us see it different. So to me, from what I've seen, and I'll have to go back and watch epicenter again, but Guys, you can't really sit and I don't think you can compare racetracks. I just don't think you can. You just, you know, the horse just runs. And you got to go with what you see. You know, how you doing, Alfred? Good to see you. Uh, uh, you know, you mentioned assholes and Alfred pops up. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> the greatest guy, one of the greatest all time. I don't think so. I mean, I just think this horse might be one of those rare ones he showed it you know but a lot of you guys you watch it a lot more than i do so i'm not gonna just you know go go on and on about it because i may be making a fool of myself i don't know no, no i don't think you are and i think i think here's the problem if you're gonna if you're gonna pick taba you do have to hope for a really good post right because with oh, this yeah. good experience he needs to be out of way from, from the horses. To me, he needs to get a wide post, not 20, obviously, like 12. That would be perfect for him. Uh, there's a lot to unfold with the post positions, but he's done enough off these two races to say he's got a big-time shot to win this thing. So. Well, and, and, you know, somebody made the comment, there's 20 horses in the race. Well, it's not just Taba that's going to have to deal with 20 horses in the race. Yeah. There ain't none of them race with 20 horses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Well, the deal is, guys, I've heard him say, oh, he he is going to have so much. You know, he if he gets in trouble in the derby, it's over. If he gets in trouble, forget it. He won't respond. Here's the newsflash. It doesn't matter if a horse has ran twice or six no. times or 10 times or 12 times. Trouble in the Kentucky Derby, 99 times out of 100 means you're effed. <laughs> you can't overcome it. And it uh, doesn't matter whether you've run two races, I think is what you're saying, whether you've run two no, or a, No, if you get pinched in the derby and get right. shuffled back to 12th. and you There's and you 20 won. damned horses out there. How are you going to avoid yep. it? 
you have to be very lucky. And the way that we have a better chance to avoid it is to draw further to the outside if you're a horse like Taba. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so it's it, it's scary for any horse, right? And, oh, you know, the thing about it is he, he's broke pretty well both times he's started so far. So uh, he's, he's passed the test, man. And that test last week, I kind of said the same kind of things that people are saying now about him in the Derby. It's like, yeah, it's too much. It's too quick. You know, he's got to beat a tough horses, but gosh, he passed that test last week really easily. So you got to go another, another eighth of a mile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That ain't very far. Well, and it, it doesn't, he got, he was getting better as they got to the wire. That was a thing. Well, he galloped out too. I would think he could go another eighth. He's I told another month to get bigger. I stronger. told Jared, you know, I would be like not really on him if he did like what 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 Rocket World did last year, just gate to wire, got way out ahead, and they couldn't catch him. Sometimes you see that performance, and it's like, yeah, that could have been a little cheesy, right? So if he gets out three ahead, goes gate to wire, wins by length, yeah, we'll see. He did it so professionally for his second start to sit <laughs> off horses. I don't know, man. I because usually you see a horse coming out of a sprint to a route for the first time, and they showed ton of speed in sprints. Yeah, they're gonna really show the speed in the route, right? Yeah. Not the case with this horse. So. Well, I I would have liked to have seen him do that in a twelve horse field like the Bluegrass. Then we'd have a better idea. I'll 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 give people credit on that one. Yeah, when there's just six, you don't get in much traffic. Problem is that is a huge myth that that's a factor. You, logically, you would think that's a factor. Okay, the evidence says that is not a factor. Okay. Whatsoever. That's what I'm saying. I, and look it up. I mean, how many horses you beat on your way to Kentucky has really never mattered. It really just hasn't. So, but I get logically why people would think that it would make sense. Well, they beat bigger fields and now they're in the biggest field. It just hasn't mattered. All of them are though. Yeah. So not, our, not yeah. Just me, but that's true. That is it's very all true. of them. Uh, all right, let's get to a few comments before we go on to the next one. Uh, Dennis agrees that it's not good for the horse, and I don't really think anybody's arguing that, but I just think the reality of it is. Why is it not good for the horse? Well, you're, you're going from a six furlongs to a mile and an eighth to a mile and a quarter. You've got a month. <laughs> I don't buy that. that. I just don't buy that. I'm sorry. I love it. Papa Dude comes from the D. Wayne Lucas School of Thought. I do. That's why you got the damn things. You run them. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. That horse will be fine. That is total bullshit from the younger generation of pussies. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Russ says same we crap that says you can't pitch more than seven innings. You blow out your arm. We got more of these damn pitchers hurt now than we ever did. Bob Gibson used to pitch 13 innings and throw 200 <laughs> pitches a game and never hurt his arm. Total crap. All right, Russ says we can just I'm never okay, get away from Baffert, and that's true. He's still around, but it's Yaffert now, not Baffert. That's what I hate the worst. That's <laughs> what I hate the worst. <laughs> Let's see. Four weeks to overanalyze everything. That's right. Block Party said, like I said, Forbidden King to fold. Taba would become the rocker world of last year, all hype. SA Derby does not have the winner this year. Well, it's interesting. Uh, the S San Diego Derby winner did not win it, but the runner up won it last year. Sort of, I guess maybe not now. I don't know how you guys want to describe that. Uh, Vinny says, I don't, he doesn't think we overrated SCA. Still, uh, ran a huge race, just got beat by a better horse on Saturday. Still would be dangerous in the Derby with some of the other main speed dropping out. And that's right, the main speed uh, has dropped out. Classic Causeway and Forbidden Kingdom will not be there. 
Messi all of a sudden could be on the lead, and maybe those tactics will help him kind of uh, turn the tables on Taba here. We'll see. Well, if uh, I was classic Causeway's owner, I wouldn't run. <laughs> I mean, that would stop. <laughs> That's when you don't run a horse, guys, when he stops. Okay. All right. Uh, Trish Smith, I think this is kind of interesting uh, question, Trish. And I, I hey. kind of thought the same thing. We kind of talked about it. Uh, oh, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Amongst, amongst our friends, if Yaffert wins, do you think TV will say anything regarding Ooh. the situation? How do they That's going to be interesting. Yes. That's something to really watch for this Kentucky Derby coverage. Yeah. Coming up. How are they going to handle that? <laughs> Oh, man. People are really happy with you here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, sorry, Trish. I just saw these in the comments. Uh, I don't know, Trish. I really don't. Uh, I, I don't think either. they will definitely comment on it. Um, well, I do, too. Yeah. Because Baffert equals ratings, and I can say that even, uh, even oh. with uh, our YouTube channel which is very, very small compared to obviously national television ratings. Baffert does equal ratings. Yep. Uh, as the sun shines on my oh, old yeah. Kentucky home and Papa Dude, we'll keep going with comments. The sun hasn't shown all day. <laughs> Stephen Voto says, tell him, Papa. Jared says, well said, Papa Dude. Benny loves the hot takes. Dennis says, back in my day, younger generation, a bunch of, you know what? Love it, Papa Dude. Well, the hell the with thing. the analytics. Here's <laughs> the thing. If that was my horse... Okay. Yes. And somebody asked me, are you going running in a Kentucky Derby? <laughs> the answer would be not only yes, but hell yes. I may never have one like this again. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I'll rest him for the Preakness if he gets his ass beat. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Darren, Sp uh, Darren Spies, uh, uh, Sipes, sorry, I guess that's Sipes, Seeps, I don't know, says many uh, said Justify was super talented, but not enough seasoning. I don't. I say don't make the same uh, the same mistake with Taba. Uh, he's special, like Justify. I I agree. I agree. Uh, but yeah, they'll they'll place maiden special weight to Grade One to the Derby. It's not going to be easy. Not going to be easy whatsoever. No, nobody's um, saying that. <laughs> Magic Carrot says, "Let there be light." <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, what's that? foul hatred has no place in here. I don't know what that means. Okay, so. Uh, here's a question before we move on. Why the jockey change for Secret Oath? Uh, it, it, we, it, we, we, I was going to say that earlier. Luis Saez is now writing Secret Oath. Uh, will you, would you like to take that um, comment? <laughs> well, don't you think that was going to happen? Um, maybe did he think he rode the one in the bluegrass poorly? <laughs> I would think he rode the one in the Arkansas Derby and in the bluegrass poorly. Yeah. I think it's a great move. I think if you're trying to win a huge race, get a big-time jockey. That's oh, I, I don't think there's any question you have to. Yeah. I, yeah. I love Luis Saez getting the board. It's a huge upgrade. Uh, so I'm I'm happy for that. Uh, last one. Will Bob, Bob Baffert be a spectator at Churchill Downs? No, he's banned from the Churchill Downs grounds. So he so can't he can't, he can't, uh, he can't even set foot on the grounds. No. Okay, but he'll be in a helicopter up above. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The airspace he can he can he can yeah. be in. <laughs> yeah. So, unless they don't allow any air traffic over over Churchill Downs, maybe. Yeah. Well, Correct. He, All right. He's going to be in Louisville, I bet. <laughs> I, I would say so. I would say so. Uh, okay, Magic Carrots is going to lead us right into our next race. Let's go where the grass is blue, Keeneland.
and the bluegrass stakes. And boy, it was not a beautiful day in at Keeneland on Saturday, but it was still a hell of a lot of fun to be at Keeneland. A great place. So happy to be there. And so happy that Zandon, my top pick, comes storming home from last, cussing Flavian Pratt up the backside. What are you doing, Flavian? And then he gives a masterful ride to get Zandon home over Smile Happy. Flavian Pratt will be on Zandon, I guess, in the Kentucky Derby, unless we get some kind of shocking news. Uh, what what were your thoughts on the bluegrass, Papa? Well, you know, I went back and watched that a while ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know that we're giving him enough credit. What do you think? He had problems galore and came out of nowhere so you know how good the field is but still that was a pretty impressive win i thought yeah and steven comes up and says pratt pratt jockey of the year zandon uh zandon wins a big one well listen so uh, like i said i picked zandon i bet that zandon so obviously who am i watching in the bluegrass zandon i'm just oh, yeah. focused on him the whole time and like come into the turn and he's last and and I'm just like, well, this is gonna be fairly embarrassing. I've told all these people Zandon's gonna win this race and he's not gonna run. And I just I focused on him the whole time, man. And and Pratt got it, he was weaving in and out, got him on the rail, saved all the ground, and all of a sudden they make the turn and he's in third. And I thought, oh my God, he's in great position. Now it's just up to the horse. He's just gotta finish. I had confidence he would. Chad Brown gets his horses to fire at the bluegrass and fan. He, he, he just took off, uh, was able to gobble up a smile happy late. Uh, I, that was thrilling to watch that. Yeah. Thinking you're going to lose and then, oh, he's going to run and then bam, wins it. So uh, yeah. as far as Zanon far as for the Derby, I don't like betting closers in the Derby to win. I just don't. But there's two good factors if you like him. Number one, I just said he made a huge move on the turn. If you are a closer in the Derby, you have to make that move on the turn. So he can get himself in position before the stretch. That's huge. So I like that about him. Also, Flavian Pratt rode Country House to a second-place finish that ended up being the winner of the Kentucky Derby after the disqualification. Why did Country House get second in that race and then and then the DQ'd up to first? He changed tactics with him a little bit. He set him a little bit closer to the pace. Flavian might be able to do the same thing here with Zandon. Uh, there was no way you could have thought Country House was going to be in the position he was in the Kentucky Derby. Flavian might be able to do it again with Zandon. So Flavian Pratt is number one. Why I think, you know, he creep he creeps into the top five. He's, he's number three for me. And number two, that move on the turn. I, I loved that, that he was able to be athletic enough to put himself in position. So if you like him, I hate, again, I don't really like betting closers to win the Kentucky Derby. I think this one's got a shot. I, I, it was an impressive uh, race. When I, I didn't really think it was when I watched it uh, the you know live, sitting back and watching. Man, he just came out of nowhere, you know, and had all kinds of trip problems. But you're, you're probably right on the closer, closer thing. But he may change tactics, too. We'll see. It's, it's just very tough, very, very tough uh, to win it. Uh, Avail Place says Zandon would have won the Risen Star with Pratt. That would have been very interesting to see. Zandon did not get a good trip in that race. I agree. I also think if you if you studied Chad Brown and what he does with three-year-olds, they usually pop on that one right before. He may have just kind of gave him an out that day. Um, but he certainly did not get a good trip in the Risen Star. Um, yeah, so you're saying the Derby winner will come from off the face. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I still think it's going to be Taba, Epicenter, Messier, one of those three. 
Stephen Votel said, I, I, I will bet Emmanuel every time I ride and die with the ship should be good, damn it. So here's the deal on Emmanuel. Uh, Jared owns Emmanuel in the Fantasy League. So uh, we're kind of watching him, right? And, and he got a perfect trip in this race. He shouldn't have lost. If he was a good horse, he wouldn't have lost this race. They're moving him to the turf. His sire is more than ready. Maybe that's where we're going to see him. Maybe that speed on the turf will be a little bit tougher to run down than the speed on the dirt for Emmanuel. Maybe he'll like that surface. Uh, what did you did you think Emmanuel was going to win that race at any point? No, I didn't. But I thought he ran good. I yeah. don't think you can be disappointed in the way. And the same thing with Smile Happy. Mm -hmm. Now he ran all right. What are your thoughts on Smile Happy? Yeah, that's back-to-back second-place efforts against pretty good horses. Probably have seen his best because McPeak normally peaks early. <laughs> you mean McPeaked? Yeah. I, no, I don't. I, I can't bet a horse by him. I just yeah. it, not in a race like this. No. I, I, the mystery to me is he gets great horses, so yeah. he's fooling somebody. I mean, he's got good horses. I think and he's in charge. Good. I think he's in charge of buying a lot of horses. I think he is too. Yeah, uh, I'm not thing. saying he's. I'm not saying he's awful. I yeah. just don't see him winning big races uh, no. like this. And he, he he did with Swiss Skydiver, but she was very 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 good. Oh yeah. Oh, rattle and roll. Yeah, now, rattle. And roll. Okay. You guys that are worried about the horses, were you worried about rattle and roll running three times in five weeks? I don't hear anybody talking about that. No, he was the wise guy horse. <laughs> yeah, that's total bullshit. Why aren't we talking about that? <laughs> Dennis says McPeak, McPecker is the worst trainer ever. <laughs> McPecker. I've never heard yeah. that. Ever, ever. He was worried about rattle and roll. What do you run, like a week ago? <laughs> yeah. A week ago? Uh, let's see. Oh, well. Yeah. At least he uh, believes in running them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Any more here before we go on? Uh, table will be long gone in the stretch before anyone will make a move. That's very possible, and that could be what happens with Sand and Modonigal horses like that. Table just might gallop away from them, and it's just too late. Uh, this is a good question from Darren. Does Zandon's finishing time of one fifty point three five give you pause? I feel like I can give a you know, somewhat intelligent answer about this being there. No, it doesn't. Because what happened, Darren, uh, when we first got there, that track was oh, a was... nightmare. Now, by the time they ran that one, it was certainly better. It got better about two races before the bluegrass, but I still think it was pretty sticky, pretty heavy. It was, a, it was, the weather was really rough early uh, on in the day at Keeneland. So no, it doesn't give me pause. Uh, I think it. I think it was just a track that just was playing a little bit slower uh, that day. Uh, so it, it it was it was kind of brutal, <laughs> just to be to be uh, clear there. So um, Magic Hair said, "Should we give uh, a Derby chance for Tis the Bomb?" Um, no. What if the track is sloppy? We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, you can't you can't start worrying yeah. about stuff like that. Not yeah. Yet. Yeah. Uh, Trish, I agree with this. She says, I love Tiz the Bomb. I really think he's a turf horse, but but part of me thinks he could pull an upset. No, I don't think. Well, maybe in the Superfecta, Trish, I could agree. Yeah, in the Superfecta. But I do not think uh, this horse is a, is a win candidate. I just don't. Um, all right, let's move on. We got one more to talk about. We'll go to Aqueduct. We'll go to the wood. Believe it or not, Aqueduct was better weather than Keeneland. We were pissed. Aqueduct's yeah. like 60 yeah. degrees and sunny. Keeneland is snowing and 35, 40 degrees. But 
We saw a good performance, I thought. Mo Donegal mm -hmm. rallies late to catch early voting. What did you think of the wood? Well, I think this was the most disappointing performance by a horse, mm -hmm. and that's Morello. Wouldn't you not agree? Yeah, Morello, uh, a complete uh, just disaster in this race. So here's what happened with him. He um, just didn't get out of the gate. For yeah, he broke, he broke dead last, and I guess he hit his head on the gate as well, and he also lost his shoe. So anything that could go wrong went wrong for Morello, and he was out of it early. And then it became really a two-horse race. Could Mo Donegal run down early voting? Yeah, I was impressed. Again, this mm -hmm. horse came, came from back and in, in – that was a great race, but and and uh, I was impressed with early voting too. He just couldn't quite hold on. He tried to wire that thing, mm -hmm. and he got pretty darn close. That was that was a heck of a race. I think this horse is decent, don't you? I mean, I think he's top five or six, probably. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. I, I really think uh, this horse uh, early voting. Uh, you know, he kind of had things his own way, but he proved to be stubborn. Like Mo Donegal really had to dig down deep to catch him, and he did. Uh, Mo Donegal and Zandon are kind of, you know, the same type of horse, right? The difference for me is I think Zandon's a little bit more athletic, but then I think when they get in the stretch, Mo Donegal's a little bit faster. Like he he really levels out and, and goes and gets them. Um, but I think it takes him just a little bit longer to get going. The Churchill down stretch will probably be good for Modonagal. Uh, let's just hope that he he gets in some kind of position to make a move. I, I thought he looked good. Uh, I, I would say Zandon and Modonagal are two horses uh, coming from off the off the pace this year that are a little bit more solid than what we've seen in the past. Wouldn't mm -hmm. you agree? Yeah, I, I was very impressed with him. Yeah, uh, Pletcher will have him ready. Um, you got to look at him in this a little bit. Again, see where the post is, see where the other posts are for the rest of them, and and then start analyzing this. To me, I don't even analyze the Derby until I see the draw on Wednesday. You know, I have an idea of who I like, but boy, like if Taba gets the one one draw, all bets are off. You mm -hmm. know, so yep. you just don't. You know, as D Wayne says, it's the most unfair horse race in the world, and it is. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and speaking and of throwing toughest a shoe. To toughest to win. Yeah. Uh, speaking of throwing a shoe, or uh, Barbara Road also lost his shoe in the Arkansas Derby as well, still ran second. So Well, Morello ran like they forgot to shoe him at all. Yeah, I think I think Kelby Von Hemel shooed uh, Morello, and that's why he had no shoes on at the end. That's <laughs> Shoot him about 3 o'clock in the morning after a night out in Hot Springs? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Exactly. Yeah, after that, he he went out and shoot him after the big uh, after the big chill night. I was out with him, and he forgot to nail the, the shoes in. I think that's what happened with Morello. <laughs> so he he was not good. He was not good at all uh, right. in that race. Uh, and Barbara Road is kind of that you know clunk up, get second or third type horse. Yeah, he is. Uh, don't like his chances in Kentucky. Much, much, much tougher competition than what he's been facing down there at Oakland. Yeah. See, those, those sources, Oakland, as much as I love it, Oakland, they're just, they're not very good. And uh, mm -hmm. we saw, we saw Ethereal Road running the bluegrass and he didn't do much either. So, uh, all right. Now let's go do some comments on this one. Dennis says, I apologize to Joel Rosario, said some bad things about him. Surely not Dennis, uh, but he got the job done. I got off early voting because I thought the two and four, we're in the race to pressure him, but they didn't, and I got scared. Yeah, that was the thing. Uh, I thought he would get some pressure, and he got none. So, yeah. Speaking of jockeys, I want to mention this before I forget it. 
one of you and I's favorites, I'm pretty sure you saw this, uh, David Cabrera was injured uh, seriously Friday at uh, Oakland. Um, great guy. Yeah. Very, very nice, nice person, up and coming jockey who, who does extremely well at Oakland and Prairie Meadows and Remington. Uh, was unconscious uh, mm -hmm. for a while. He is doing better and he's home now. So uh, if anybody connected with him is listening, we're sending out our best thoughts for uh, David. Yeah, David Guerrero, that's good. glad you mentioned it, a guy that uh, we follow all the time um, and, 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 and runs in our kind of uh, tracks as well. You know, you see him at Remington Park a lot. Hopefully he's doing okay. Uh, you know, I think he's, he's okay. It's just, yeah, he's doing okay. I, I don't know as far as, you know, when we'll see him back again. I think they said he'll be out for a while. Yeah. Probably at least till the end, uh, middle of May, I think. Yeah, so maybe Remington Park is where he kind of gets going again later on in the year. Um, yeah. So, yeah, too bad. He was having a great, great meet at Oakland. Oh, he was. Man, and, and, he's, and a hell of, he's a hell of a rider. And a lot of times we don't realize how tough a job riding these animals are. I mean, it's tough. It yeah. is. And if you've never been to a track and been right down on the rail when these 10 animals go flying past you and hear the noise. It's like being in a tornado. It's just like thunder, mm -hmm. you know, and they're all bunched in there together and hear these little tiny guys are trying to control them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, as Dennis uh, said, Will said, Ravage Grapefruit and Magic Carrots also sending up well wishes. Uh, as far as Back to this kind of talk. Uh, yeah. Nick Feldman says he's late to the show, but Taba all the way in the Derby for him. He's on Taba now. Well, right. Nick, there's a lot of people that just doesn't think he ought to run in the <laughs> Kentucky Derby, and you missed that part, so you might want to go back. You might rewind it, uh, and, and, and maybe we'll bleep that out for, <laughs> for the tape show. But. It's not good for the horse, Nick. <laughs> it may not be good for your ears to hear what Papa Dude had to say about the current uh, society of youngsters, uh, but, uh, but yeah, go back and check that one out. Uh, it's not the youngsters fault. No, it's the no. people in charge of the youngsters fault. Yeah. See, that's why I don't have any children. I would, I would just You're screw them up. You're very smart. <laughs> uh, magic carrot says he's waiting for Mo Donegal in the Belmont and that, uh, he'll be tough in that race. I think without a doubt, hang on there, hang on there, Sylvian. We're getting to the hockey here in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Sylvain says, where's the hockey? All right. Uh, Darren says, your opinion on the best way to judge these preps? Speed figures, uh, competition face, internal fractions. No, I uh, want to hear this. I want to hear this. I think speed figures are important if you're looking at time form US speed figures. That's what I do. Uh, competition face, certainly. But I think the biggest thing is use your eyes. You know, um, if you look at the competition and you say it's really weak and then a horse wins by a half, well, probably not that great right you look at the competition like we and we said oh it's weak in the louisiana derby and epicenter you know stocks the pace and just blows them out and the speed figure comes back strong i don't necessarily think well he didn't face anybody so that's no good you know if you're not facing a good field you need to win by several links in these last ones right so uh i think we rated the San Anita derby first because speed figure came back the highest the competition, I think Messier was a better horse than anybody else that was running that day, and he got beat by Taba. So uh, I think that's how you you do it. You use your eyes, you you use logic, and you look at the speed figures. That's the three things I, I've done for, for years. Um, so that's that's the best I could say. And don't you agree you can overanalyze a little bit too much sometimes? 
Yeah, the Kentucky Derby certainly is the race where you overanalyze the most. Mm -hmm. And that happens every year and everybody. And like I said, it, it's it's four. That's why I said on social media, this is the worst four weeks of the year. Oh, yeah. No matter what you do, you're going to hear everybody's theories. And, and you know, that's just because people are excited. The preps are over mm -hmm. and, and you got four weeks to talk about. It. It's great for us. It's great for content. We got we got four weeks worth of content for you guys. Um, sure. It's definitely overanalyzed. I, to me, guys, this derby is really not complicated. Yeah. Epicenter, Taba, Messier. One of them is going to win. That's where I'm at. Okay. And then after that. And then Sandin, you got Barrio, um, you know, maybe. You got to look at the post. You got to look at the, you got to look at the post. Well, sure. Yeah. And that's why I'm not saying this one's for sure going to win. There's three that got, exactly. that, that should win. The rest of them are kind of probably fighting for that third spot. Uh, I got another thing. How come at the bluegrass, all the horses had white? I don't like that when they do that. I can't tell them apart. <laughs> Yeah, uh, nobody likes that. They do that at Keen that. They do that at Keeneland for Grade One races, I think. Um, I feel sorry for the announcer. Of course, he's yeah. got binoculars. You know, yeah, he's got that. Well, a good announcer memorizes the silks, not the that's numbers. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, that it's tough when they all have white on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's get to a few of these comments here. What's your favorite Derby Oaks bet all weekend? What yeah, do you think will have most value to bet the heaviest? Ooh, that's pretty tough. This the hurt. last part of it, uh, wait, I can't, I can't answer because I just you don't know how that's going to set up and where they're going to position uh, the bets, the cards, all that. Uh, as far as favorite bet of the Derby, I, I love the Derby Oaks double. I think that's so much fun because if you get the Oaks. Especially this year, I've got a strong opinion on the O, Kathleen O. So if you can get that man all night, you're 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 waiting for that derby. You know what the payouts yeah. are going to be. That's the most fun thing to bet. As far as the value, we'll see on that, Trish. Um, that's a question we will definitely answer though, uh, as we get you know where we know the fields and stuff like that. But as far as having fun, that Derby Oaks double is is always a ton of fun. Um, let's see. Nick says, I know it's a different race, but, uh, but I saw today that Lucas said, oh yeah, Luis Saez will get them out on secret. Oak. Yes. We, we kind of discussed that. We think that's a good thing for sure. Um, let's see if there's anything else we can get to here. Uh, let's see. Why do the Man Mandela prospects come up with throat issues? Good question. Uh, and he said Omaha beach, same thing. Yeah. Hmm. Good, good question. Good I question. Um, Bad luck is, is how I would, I guess, how I would just kind of phrase it. I don't think it's anything he's doing. I think it's just bad luck. But, yeah, Omaha Beach struggled with that as well. No yeah. Question about that. I think it's just luck, like you yep. said. Uh, jockeys are tough SOBs, no doubt. no doubt. No doubt. We like to cuss them. It's easy to cuss them, but they, they are tough, tough people. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, let's see. Anything else here? The grapefruit we, says Rosario picked up the mount. On well, secret. the grapefruit is wrong. It was Luis Saez. Unless there's been another change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dennis, he's always crazy. He says he loves it when they do that. What are you, crazy? It makes you pay attention to the silks. Dennis, come on. Dennis, but you're big time, okay? <laughs> I'm just sitting watching on TV. 
Uh, Nick also agrees the Oaks Derby double going to be awesome. The O, Nick, Kathleen O. I know Magic, uh, Samich, and I both on Kathleen O in that race. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. That's going to uh, be a great race, too. The yeah. Oaks. Oh, the Oaks is going to be fantastic. Loaded. Fantastic. Fantastic. Grapefruit. He, Rosario is not on Secret Oath. I promise you. It's Luis Saez. Oh, there you go. You, you realize that. Okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, what, can... what are you drinking there, Grapefruit? There's a <laughs> lot. There's a lot of difference between Saez <laughs> and Rosario. Yeah, they're two different guys. Like they. Oh, uh, that's pretty funny. They're both small, though, Grapefruit. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. How, how could Mo Donegal run 147.45 fastest at the distance in all three peps? Who does these buyer figures? So the problem is um, every track plays different. And, and, and I guess, you know, I don't make buyer speed figures, but my guess is the, the Aqueduct track was playing very fast. Uh, and that's why he was assigned a, a lower figure. I, I know that probably is doesn't make a lot of sense, but I don't really know. Uh, you know, I haven't really dove into the buyers. I know with the time forms, they got equal, him and Zandon, I think, got equal numbers. So, and he he brings pace into the equation uh, a little bit, plus a little bit of his, you know, kind of, a, I don't know what the word is. Um, he kind of messes with the numbers, how he he sees it and how he see it, saw all the races play that day. So, but yeah, I mean, that is the thing. All, all tracks play different and times. That's why we don't just list times because, you know, uh, the aqueduct track was playing faster than, than the uh, Keeneland track and so the Santa Anita track. So much goes into it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very complicated. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Steven says, remember when everyone was hating on this three-year-old class? I love it. Uh, Derby and Oakside. Yeah, I, I yep. think we've got three pretty good well, I'd say four or five pretty good horses on the on the Oaks and Derby side. I think we've got a lot really of good race. We got a lot of interest, no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. Any thoughts on the big turf race on Derby Day, the old Forester Turf Classic? Again, let's see who's in it. That's that's number one. I can't. I don't really know. Uh, last year, that was uh, Jared and I's biggest cash uh, on the guide, uh, hitting the Exacta there with. Um, God, I can't remember the horse's name now. I love the horse too. Oh gosh, the Chad Brown horse and the Todd Fletcher horse, Colonel Liam, and man, how am I forgetting that horse's name? I talked about him forever. The Clarevich horse, anyway. Um, yeah, hit the exacta with that one. So that yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into that once the fields come out for sure. Time only counts when you're in jail. Sylvian says. Good, good point. Yeah, great <laughs> love that. All right. Uh, any final thought? Well, let's do this. Who? Uh, yes. Gosh, Mark, I'm an idiot. Domestic spending was the horse. Yeah. So you only, you only watch about a thousand horses a day. So we're going to cut you a little slack. On I'm that. going to be honest, forgetting that horse's name, that could sing a problem. I probably need to go to the doctor to get checked out because I, <laughs> I loved that horse. <laughs> Who knows where he's at? Eh, he's gone. He's on the back of a milk carton. Domestic spending. Nobody knows where he's at. Hmm. Ask Chris, domestic, yes, domestic spending. I know, guys. I, I've I've let everybody down. I feel I feel awful for for forgetting that. Um, and you know, a guy like Nick uh, and Sylvia, who's been around us forever, got to be shaking their head like this guy only talked about those horses or that horse for six months, and he just forgot his name. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, any final thoughts on these races? Well, let's do this. Who is your Kentucky Derby pick? All things being equal, as of right now. I got, 
I got to, I I've got to watch Epicenter a little bit more. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I'm rooting for because I like Asmussen. I'd like to see him get that Derby win. I've not seen a horse any more impressive than Taba, just from the naked eye. But yeah, I, you know, yeah, I, I, it can't. They made a side. It's not good for the horse, so we'll find. Out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm just telling you that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, Andy. Sir. I mean, I um, Mark's pick is Nest for the Oaks and Epicenter for the Derby. Uh, Nick okay, says, Mark, "Here's my theory on that. That's a okay. dumb name for a horse. Nest, nest." Can't pick it. Sorry. Mark. The O. <laughs> Kathleen. Oh. Uh, all right. Uh, Nick says Taba one, Epicenter two, and everyone else can have the rest. Nick, I literally said that at our meeting today. I said there's two horses that can well, win this thing. That's it's who Taba, I would take. Yeah. And it's Epicenter, and everybody else can have the rest. Now, I will say this if the speed keeps. Like just deteriorating, I think they'll change the tactics on Messier and put him in the front, and I think he'll have a shot. I think horses like Classic Causeway and Forbidden Kingdom dropping out will give Messier a better shot. So I'll throw him in in that third spot. So uh, let's see. Asmussen can't do it. Some just can't. Just not in the cards. He has lost with some really good horses. Hmm. We'll see. I think he can do it, though, Stephen. I just think he hasn't done it yet. So he's won a few races. Vale says, "Hey, if that you think that's the dumbest thing Andy Serling's ever said, uh, listen to too many Andy Serling conversations." Well, Vale, you haven't listened to this show much because I've mentioned Andy several times. I'm not <laughs> a fan. Uh, Dennis says, "Epicenter for him for now." He also thinks price-wise, he likes Barber Road. Ravage Grapefruit will like that, and maybe early voting too. Um, he should be in a metal helmet. Fail play says, Oh boy, then <laughs> it says, Oaks wise, he likes the O, Kathleen O, he likes Echo Zulu, and he likes Secret Oath. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. Okay, uh, uh, let's see. Papa, dude, my only rule is I bet trainers who's weigh three who weigh 350 pounds or. Cough, cough, Romans. <laughs> I'm kind of that way too. I yeah, I, I, I go that route. But Nest is a dumb name. Yeah, yeah. Nest it's is a dumb name. Nest yeah. is a dumb name. It's a dumb name. Yeah. Oh, I, I like this comment from Nick. He says, uh, "I I wouldn't put it past Mike Smith uh, talking about Taba to get the lead with uh, with Taba. He knows he's got the best source. Get him out front and let him eat, just like Matoli used to do. Let him eat, right, Nick?" Um, yeah. He's going to have to convince him, though, it's good for the horse. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I think Mike's going to be able to do that. Yeah, I do too. All right. Final question. Oh, God. Worst, uh, worst racehorse name oh, ever. God. Oh, I had one. I hated it. You put me on the spot. I thought the pizza man was stupid for a Oh, no. It was funny. You won't give me one, Aaron. You, you, you. Uh, Cage bear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty dumb. The caged bear. Uh, No, um, soup and sandwich. Pretty dumb. Totally agree. Yeah, that's that's really dumb. Uh, Kofefi. I agree. That was a terrible name. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I'll one for next uh, by Thursday. Okay, I got it. It's uh, hey, Vale, you just did the smartest thing you've ever done. <laughs> yes, Vale, yes, just subscribe. That's right. We're buying a blimp, baby. We got to get these subscribers up. Uh, yeah, no, Pizza Man, he was great. He was great. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That one was stupidest name, <laughs> Kathleen O. <laughs> But we get to do this every time we say it. So. You know, two names that confuse me to make, and this is one was Kate's main man. I always thought that was a girl. Yeah. And the other one is Jackie's warrior. I always said, you know, yep. confuse that with being a girl just because Jackie sounds like a girl's name, kind of. Yep. That, yep. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, there was one called uh, My Drunk Uncle or something. Oh, like yeah. That. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, that was dumb. Um, I can't remember the one I used to tell you. It was a decent horse. And I said, that horse, he can't win this race. His name's too stupid. I, mean, I think I, I hated Patch. I hated that name. Yeah, I know he had one eye or Patch, but yeah. I, I didn't like him. No. Yeah. Yeah. Therapist. With an upstick, maybe it's the horse talk. I think it is. <laughs> uh, therapist, yeah. Yeah, my wife knows everything and the wife doesn't know. Yep. Skippy Long Stockings. That was a terrible uh, name. Or Skippy, whatever the horse's name was. Yeah. Who farted? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Some like it hot brown. Yeah. yeah that's, a good one. that's a good one. That was a good one. Uh, you just mentioned nest. Yep. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What are popular what are features about that? Oh God, Darren, we don't have <laughs> time for that. Uh, Vicky chiming in. Uh, he said we crushed uh, with the racing picks on Florida Derby Day. Nice bankroll for the Keeneland meet. Now, thanks, Aaron. You're right. You're right, Vicky. Hope you're doing well uh, today as well. Haven't, haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. Gotta 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 catch up sometimes. Uh, I'll just summarize this about Bafford. I don't. Right. I just don't understand the guy. I don't understand it. His his legacy is ruined. I mean, he was a he was a certain hall hall of famer, and I just don't know why you do this kind of stuff. To me, the honorable thing would have been to just retire. He he doesn't surely a guy he doesn't need the money, and I just think he's. I just don't make. I don't understand what makes a guy like that tick. You know, I've always admired him as a trainer. I think he's. If you ask me, he's he's one of the best ever. You got to say that. Well, if you're going by the stats, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I just don't, I don't, I don't, just don't understand the man. I just don't. So here's yeah. the deal: you end the 2008 Triple Crown season, and you've now won the Triple Crown for the second straight, or for the not second straight time, for the second time. Right. Hadn't been done in forever. You did it with Farrow, right. then you did it again with Justified. There's no. There's nothing on you. Like people are skeptical, obviously, but you have no positives, nothing. Hmm. Why would you risk it? Yeah, I, I don't know. After that? I don't know. Yeah. And I, I, I guess his ego is so big that I would think if he's ever going to be allowed on the grounds of a racetrack again, I would just feel like every eye on that racetrack is looking at me in a bad way. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't stand that as a person. It's just not the way I'm cut. I, I just, I'd be embarrassed. How about that? It would be embarrassing to me mm -hmm. to think everybody thinks that of me. And I got caught doing something I shouldn't have been doing. I would just retire and move off into the sunset. But some guys aren't like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I think he wants to get back and clear his name, but it's just, we got to get on this hockey here. 
I know, I know, I know. Uh, uh, let's see. But this is great. So UAE Derby, uh, I don't think so. Uh, we'll see though. Japan horse, Japan's winning everything. Maybe he can come do it. He won't be on my tickets. But uh, does any part of the Baffert's uh, Baffert's explanation jive with you? No. Like why he got the positive count? No, not at all. Yeah, and uh, his ego got in the way. Should have taken the best trainer in the world. You don't need to cheat. You know, you just don't chance it. Yeah. Especially when you're getting great horses, like take Life is Good, for example. You know, he got that horse taken away from him, but you know, Life is Good with the Pletcher and he's running just as good. So I, I fully think, and people will hate this, but a lot of the Baffert horses are good. Like they're just good, period. And that's, yes. that's it, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's that's where I'm at with that. But I do think he's a great trainer. I think be, he does a really good job getting them in the right spots. And I'll say this too. I've never seen him say anything controversial as far as he, when he's interviewed about horse racing. Yeah. He always says the right thing. I saw him do something at Oakland one, one year that I'll never forget. And Aaron, you know what I'm talking about? He never comes to Oakland, but for some reason he did that year. He had the heavy favorite in the Arkansas Derby. He got beat. Uh, kind of an ob obscure trainer that had been around a long time by the name of Jinx Fire won that race. Mm -hmm. And Baffert hung around down on the rail uh, until that race was over. And they went to the winner's circle and had all the celebration and everything. And he waited on Jinx Fires to come over there and he shook his hand. And I never will forget that. I thought that was a classic sign of sportsmanship. He did not have to do that. Well, no other trainer did that. No, no. And that impressed me. So, and by the way, there were no cameras or anything like that. Oh, Basically, no. you and I were the only guys out there watching. Everybody else was gone. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I know it's it is it's it's um, it's just one of those things. He, I think, I think this this comment is where I stand with it. His ego got in the way, and yes, absolutely, me too. And he's he's ruined himself. Yeah. And, and again, whether you believe he's guilty or not, his reputation That's is nice. is is taking yeah. a huge hit. I agree um, totally. Yep. Okay. Well. Any, any any other thoughts, or should we go to basketball and hockey real quick before we get out of here? Let's do it real quick. All right, let's go to basketball. I've got it pulled up here Tuesday, which is tomorrow. If you're listening here on a Monday, we've got the the what do you what would we call these? The play-in games, I it's guess. Play-in games, yeah. Okay, so the Not Cavaliers it. and the I Nets. Know what, I know the rules too. Okay, explain the rules to everybody. All right, we have our first game there: the Cavaliers and the Nets. Uh, Brooklyn is the seven seed. Mm -hmm. and Cleveland's the eight. It's very simple. Whoever wins this game is the seven seed. They do not have to play another game. So whoever wins this will be the seven seed in the East, and they will play Boston in what are really the playoff games. These right. are just to get into the playoffs. Now, the loser of this game is not necessarily out. Okay? So on uh, Wednesday night, the nine and 10 teams will play. Mm -hmm. And that is the Hornets and the Hawks. The Hawks are the nine seed. The Hornets are 10. The game will be in Atlanta. The loser of that game is out. They're done. Mm -hmm. The winner of that game will play the loser of the Brooklyn, uh, whoever the heck they were playing game. <laughs> Who was it? Cavaliers. Um, Cavaliers. So the, the winner of the nine, 10 will play the loser of the seven, eight. And the winner of that game will be the number eight seed. And they will take on the uh, Miami Heat 
when the real playoffs begin. So that's how that works. And I was very confused on that last year, but it, it kind of makes sense when you think about it. They're rewarding the higher seeded seven and eight mm-hmm. with only having to win one game to get into the actual playoffs because they earned it. One's a seven, one's an eight. And the nine and 10 has to win two. So uh, I think that's pretty fair when you, when you think about it, but uh, these playoffs are are really, really. (laughs) All right, Mark, Mark is just, he just, he hits the nail on the head. Mark says, and the loser of those games will compete in a two-man sack race to determine the fifth pick in next year's draft. I'm so confused. <laughs> well, sorry, Mark. I, I thought I explained that pretty well. But anyway, I guess you weren't looking at the graphics. The bottom line is whoever wins that Cavaliers-Nets game will be the seventh seed. It gets complicated on who will be the eighth. Okay, so let's, let's, let's approach it like this. Okay. Who do you think will end up being the seventh seed? The Nets or the Cavaliers? The Cavaliers are playing absolutely god awful. Okay, and they they have fallen off. They were like a five uh, two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooklyn is playing much better because Durant's back, and that's it's that simple. When the best player in the game is playing, mm-hmm. you're better. I think they win. Now the thing with with the Nets defensively, they are terrible. They really are. So that makes them sketchy. But how'd you like to be the Boston Celtics and think you were going to have to play Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in games that they really care about mm-hmm. in the first round? So that would be, <laughs> I'd be rooting my ass off for the Cavaliers if I was Boston. I think they win. In this next game, you got the Clippers and the T Wolves. And again, that's seven and eight in mm-hmm. the West. The winner moves on to play Memphis in the uh, actual playoffs. This one, uh, Another team that's a sleeper is uh, are the Clippers because they're healthy. Paul George is back playing, and they finished the season winning five out of five or six in a row. They're hot. They're playing really, really well. That's a team you don't want to play. Timberwolves, they're hot and cold. They can score, but they don't know how to keep the other team from scoring. So I think the Clippers win this game. Okay, so you got the Clippers and the Nets and that now, seven seed. Now, talk now, about the eight seed. Go to Minnesota. So you talk about the eight seed now. Okay. So now All the right. Cavaliers and the Timberwolves drop down to play the winner of the Hornets, Hawks, and then Spurs, Pelicans. Right. The loser of the seven eight, let's yep. say it's Cleveland, will play the winner of Charlotte and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Okay. They make the nine ten seeds have to win two games. Yep. And I think that's that's fair. So. Uh, if Cleveland loses, then they will play the winner of the Atlanta-Charlotte game for the eight seed. And Charlotte, I'm going to say Atlanta's going to win that game and uh, because it's at home. And Charlotte will be eliminated, so Atlanta then would play Cleveland for the right to play the Heat mm-hmm. in the first round of the playoffs. Do you think the Hawks or Cleveland will win that game if it happens? I'm taking the Hawks because Cleveland's just playing so bad. Okay, so you've got the Hawks coming out of this 8-9 and actually – or excuse me, not 8-9, 9-10 and actually getting an 8 seed. Uh, so you got the Hawks. And what about uh, over in the West here? Spurs, Pelican. And okay. Then they, go ahead. All right. I think the Clippers will beat Minnesota, although that is on the road. Yeah. They'll have to go on the road to do it because they're the 8 seed and Minnesota's the 7. Spurs, Pelicans, neither one of these teams should be in the playoffs. You can see their records. Somebody had to get in there. They're the 
ninth and tenth best records in the West. Mm -hmm. uh, overall, the West is pretty strong, but at the bottom, it's not. Uh, that game is in New Orleans, so I'll take New Orleans to win. Uh, but I don't think they beat the Clippers. I think the Clippers will come out. Well, wait a minute. They play Minnesota. I I, yeah. I like New Orleans. I think they're playing pretty good. New Orleans started the season 3-17, and 17, and they've got it to 36-46. and 46. That's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. And their best player is uh, Zion Williamson. He didn't play all year. So mm -hmm. this is a team to watch. I think next year they, they made a good made, made a good run all right so you've got the pelicans as the eight seed clippers as the seven seed correct yes okay and so let's see those games will be done when do the actual playoffs start will that be saturday probably friday or saturday so. uh yeah because yeah. let's see there's two games on tuesday two games on wednesday and then the last the, games will be I'm, thursday i'm thinking though they give them a day off and they play friday okay and then the playoffs would probably start on Saturday. Let's see if they've got I it. think the playoffs start on Saturday. Yes, the playoffs start on Saturday. Okay. Start on Saturday. So what we'll do here, we've given you kind of, and let's see, yeah, Thursday, the play-in okay. games, the All final right. ones. It looks like they're going to give them Friday off. And yeah. then Saturday, you'll come up with the first round. So what we'll do, uh, we've given you the play-in games here tonight. And then on Saturday, we'll, or excuse me, on our Thursday show, we'll start previewing uh, those, those rounds for Saturday. So Yeah, yeah. And they're going to be some good ones. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely uh, a very what's the word? Very competitive playoff. I, I don't think there's a you know I guess the Suns are kind of a standout, but uh, there's going to be some competition. You, yeah, I tell you, teams playing well at the right time again is Golden State. Uh, the key yeah. there is Steph going to be able to play. Uh, I would hate to have to beat them. I really yeah. would with him. There's something about Phoenix. I really like them. I just don't know how tough they are. Mm -hmm. They seem to be a finesse team to me. And then the Grizzlies have faded, but they, they rested all their players. I know that uh, their superstar, Morant, is hurt. Mm -hmm. And that's a big key for them. Is he going to be healthy uh, when the playoffs come around? They were playing fantastic. They lost their last four, but they didn't play their guys. Yeah, I don't understand that because you get a whole week off anyway. I don't know. All right, let's quickly, we'll go over to the NHL as well. Still got a little ways to go before they start their playoffs. Uh, you know, we've got about two or three weeks left, but we'll quickly talk about the NHL. Uh, it, it seems to me we're getting, you know, we're kind of getting a little bit, uh, you know, where we know who the teams are going to be. Yeah. Ten, ten games left here. Obviously, Florida, Toronto, Tampa's not missing. They're going to be in there as well. Uh, Boston looks like uh, they're going to be in, in the first wild card spot. And then it's going to looks like it's going to be Washington, obviously, yeah. in the, the next the, one. The East is pretty – it's settled. Yeah. Who, who so the eight teams are. If it started right now, Washington would play Florida, and then Boston would go over to the other side and play Carolina. That's right. how that would start. And then you'd have Toronto, Tampa, and then the Rangers and Pittsburgh. That could be some changing. But like I said, it's pretty settled – uh, you know, as of right now, who do you like coming out of the East? Ooh, this East is loaded. When you look at the points that these teams have, mm -hmm. and we got four teams that are over a hundred points with 10 games to play. That's pretty phenomenal. You know, there's going to be some really good teams get eliminated yeah. in the first round in these games. Uh, Florida, I like because 
they just score goal after goal after goal. They are lethal on offense. The key to them is sometimes you get in the playoffs, they can shut you down. And how good are they defensively? They're okay. They're not great. I like them. I really like Toronto, but they just can't get out of their own way in the first round. Mm-hmm. And it scares me. Tampa's not playing very well, so I'm a little bit down on them. And Carolina's not playing very well. Then you got the Rangers. I'd go Florida, and then I think I'd take the Rangers second. But anything could happen in, in the East. It's going to be some great games. Yeah, I think it's going to be as well. You talked about Florida and scoring goals. They scored 302 goals uh, on the season. I was quickly kind of scrolling up while you were talking. I think that's, let's see, that is 28 goals more than the second team, which yeah. is Colorado. That's unbelievable. You're talking uh, about uh, Florida? Yeah, and they're plus 88, the goal differential. Well, they've scored, uh, I think Toronto is second in goals scored, mm-hmm. so they've scored 25 more goals than the yep. team closest to them. They can put the puck in the net. And sometimes, Aaron, you know this, when when you're scoring a lot of goals, you give up a lot of goals, too. Yeah, for sure. And they, they have. They've given up their fair share, without doubt, but not just a ton. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like that Florida team. I've yeah. liked them all year. So, all right, to the Western Conference we go. And there's no uh, questioning who our team is. That's the St. Louis Blues, and that's Mark's favorite team as well. They said we're clicking right now. Thomas, Tarasenko, uh, Busnevich, and then Huso and Goal. Uh, I thought, listen. Huso's the goalie. I'm not arguing. I thought it was nice to see Bennington actually oh. play well the other night. They could yeah. they need him at some point, I think. You can't play every day. And, no. Uh, I've said this. I agree, Sylvia. Uh, in the East, anybody can beat anybody. There's no question. Yeah, about. those teams are really, really close. Yeah. yeah. In the West, it's different. Uh, to me, Colorado's head and shoulders above anybody. But – Sometimes they don't play well in the playoffs either. So they are so consistent and they just bring it every night. And, you know, there's there's they're a cinch for the number one in the in the West. The Blues, I've said this all year, and I think their front line is better than the Stanley Cup team. I'm too. talking about their forwards yeah. and their centers. I think they're better. And, you know, I was looking today, look how many goals the Blues have scored. Yeah. They're the fourth best goal-scoring team in the league. Yeah. I would have never guessed that. So they could put the puck in the net. And and, and like Mark was saying, that line of, of uh, Thomas, the Thomas line and Teresinko, they're on fire. And then when you can throw out Shin, O'Reilly, and uh, Perron, and that's pretty. That's a pretty good line, and uh, the key, of course, we all know, is the back end. How good is it going to play, and what kind of goaltending are they going to get? And that's goaltending wins in the playoffs. Huso's been great. You know, he's played extremely. I don't know where they would be without him. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God he's played well. You're absolutely right. I was thrilled to see Bennington play well. Mm-hmm. In that Islanders game, and early in the game when the Blues were not skating, they were still hungover from the Minnesota game the night before. He kept them in it, and that's what a goalie has to do. That's right. And you know, if you make a couple of key saves, and it stays zero zero, and then you go score, the game turns around. But if you give up those two goals, and that's what he's been doing, you're out of it. Uh, 
I'm sure you probably now in the in the uh, in the West we have five teams out of the Central that are in the playoffs mm-hmm. and only uh, three from the Pacific. But this is so jumbled up; it it can change at any time. The Blues are sitting there tied for second with Minnesota. What the Blues want to do is to stay second or third. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't want to. I don't know. I'm going to ask you this, Aaron. Would you rather if they slip to uh, say fourth? Mm-hmm. And they would play Calgary. Would you rather play Calgary or Minnesota? Minnesota. I would too, because the, the, the Wild don't play very well in the playoffs. The Blues have been able to beat Minnesota They've too beat consistently them. over the year, year after year. So they've beaten Minnesota. Right. Um, now, here's the deal. If you finish second or third, your next opponent's Colorado. And that's a problem. Well, aren't you in that going to be your next opponent anyway? No, if you go over into the Calgary side of it, if you, you get that wild card, that. you stay over there and you would play Edmonton or Los Angeles. Oh, so your first-round opponent would be very tough, Calgary. Your second-round opponent, Edmonton or Los Angeles, that's that's pretty weak in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah. And, and so this is the deal. Calgary, as of right now, going to have to play Nashville or Dallas. I'm going to tell you something. That's going to be a hell of a series. It is. They could they could get beat in the first they could game. and they're another team that has not played very well in the playoffs. No, they've had real good records before and lost in the first round. You got to take that into consideration. I think the Kings are going to fall out. You think? Do you think Vegas will be the the third seed? I think so. When you look, the Kings have seventy four games. They they they've played more games than anybody. Yeah, got to take that in consideration. Now Vegas is not playing very well. Is the only thing. No. Uh, Vegas is teetering, as Magic Carrot says. Yeah, uh, I think I just kind of think they may catch them. Yeah, and I don't think Vegas is very good at all. Uh, Edmonton's playing pretty well. I know you don't like them very well. Um, they're playing good. They made that coaching change right around midseason. They've been playing pretty well. Dallas is faltering. They have been losing. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's good because I hate them. <laughs> uh, I do. You know, Vancouver still got a shot. Yeah. They'll have to win them all probably. Yeah. Good enough to do that. But they've hung in there pretty good. So I think overall the East is better than the West, but I think the West has the best team. Yeah, Colorado certainly going to be tough. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, a couple of comments here. Uh, Sylvan's really likes the way that the, the wild play thinks they're tough. And the Dennis, they said, hey, when the wild get hot, they get smoking on fire. That's so, right. You betcha. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, Vegas lost its soul once Reeves and Flurry left. Kind of. I kind of agree. That's a big loss. Flurry was kind of the guy in that. He was. So, and Trish says, go Blackhawks maybe next year. <laughs> well, Trish, I like you a lot, but <laughs> Chicago. We're blues fans, and yeah. so I'm sure you don't like the blues, and we don't like the black. I, they can stay where they are. That's yeah. fine. Uh, so it right. says Pacific, very soft. I agree. I think I, it's the I worst think so of the four uh, divisions. Yeah. See, I I kind of think the blues would beat Calgary. I kind of think they would mm-hmm. for that very reason. I don't think Calgary, Calgary is real good. Although when you look at the goals against – yeah. I didn't realize how stingy they are. You know, Blues went up there and scored six on them yeah. a week or so ago. But yeah. anyway, it's the, the hockey playoffs are going to be absolute. That first round in the East, 
Mm. Some of those games are going to be classics. I think we'll see every one of those series go at least six. Oh, it's, yeah. There's not going to be blowouts. The West, you know, Colorado, whoever they play, eh, good luck. But these other ones will be good. So. Well, you look at you look at us. Uh, see, Florida plays Washington, right? Mm-hmm. As of right now, yes. Yeah, as of right now, and that's that's looking like that's what that's going to be. Well, now Washington has two games in hand. With well, that's Pittsburgh. right. They do on Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is stumbling. They're not so, but yet. but what if it's Pittsburgh and? Oh Florida? my God! <laughs> you know, I mean, that would be good too. I'm, I'm just saying, you got a team up there with 108 points. Yeah. Four. And you're going to have to beat either the Penguins or the Capitals in the first you, round. You get Crosby or Ovechkin in the first round. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not fun. No, no, not at all. Not at all. No. And they all have, you know, to me, Carolina is really stumbling. Mm-hmm. They're not playing very well right now. But but we got 10 games left. We're going to see these teams start making the run there and, and getting hot at the right time. So. Yeah, this this time next uh, week when we do the show, we'll, it'll be a totally different tune, maybe you know. So cool. it we'll changes see. every night in the West. Yes, it does. Yes, it is. And like I said, the East is is always a gauntlet. Yeah, if you just... remember, Aaron, this time last week, I think, yeah, the Blues were in Edmonton, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yep. It was on Friday. They were in Edmonton on Friday, and this time a week ago, we were really doubting the blues to even make the playoffs you were doubting the playoffs i was doubting their chances okay <laughs> and so they they got way behind in edmonton they pulled yeah. bennington they came back and they got a tie yeah and then they had to play calgary the next night and they beat them yep and then they came home and won four straight last week and look where they are now yeah yeah, and that's how fast it can change. Yeah, absolutely. They're so they're very comfortable now, but they got to keep it going. They can't. They do, and they finish seven of the last ten are on the road, yeah. beginning in Boston tomorrow night. So, yep. And then I think Boston comes to St. Louis on Thursday night. So I think they have back to back with Boston. I may be wrong on that, but I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And I think I think Boston. Um, I think the last time they were in Boston, I was there. I'm pretty sure. No, I yeah, wasn't. I think they, they go. No, they didn't go there last year. Yes, I was no, there last they, time, and they haven't played there this year because they just played them twice. Right. Yes, I was there. I was there. We got shut out three to nothing. It was horrible. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Blues are tightening up their sloppy play in their own zone. Huso has to be the guy. Benny looks better on rest. So yeah, um, we'll see if the Blues can can kind of pull it out here. So all right, we've done a full show here. We've done a full show. Dave Reza says here to talk baseball. Uh, show Aaron what it feels like when he goes down the AEW rabbit hole. <laughs> I did see some highlights of my favorite wrestler, Stone Cold, and McAfee at WrestleMania. Yes, Stone Cold came back for WrestleMania. Yes. So, I'm sorry. No baseball today, but we will. We will get there for sure. Um, we had too much horse racing today. That was a problem. So. Well, baseball's played three games out of 162. So Yeah. Yeah. I was getting tickled. I used to take Sports Illustrated, and every year, some team will get off to a five and zero start. And every year, they do a big feature article on this team that gets off to a five and zero start with 157 more games to go, and like they're going to win the World Series, you know, yep. and they'll yep. end up losing the next five. Halter <laughs> uh, two words: Wheeler Yuta. Oh, Magic carrots. Me and Mister Magic. Uh, 
host of the Magic Mike show, uh, have been gushing over Wheeler Yuta. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, incredible match. Wheeler Yuta and FTR Magic, uh, uh, Magic Carrots, I should say. That's our, that's our guys right now. So, um, all right, Papa Dude, you got anything else before we sign off here? No, I'm kind of exhausted after that rant, you know, kind of took it all out of me tonight. <laughs> uh, I wanted to get to this. Uh, Art Spaulding, very good commenter and uh, follower. He, he's on the Baffert side of things. He, he thinks he's a good guy, uh, you know, really doesn't think that, you know, he thinks maybe he's been, let me find that other comment. He said he kind of, you know, thinks maybe Peter's behind it. Doesn't make any sense, the positives that he's getting. I think, you know, you can think whatever whatever you want, Art. Uh, I think the sad thing is that, uh, you know, it's just kind of, it's just unfortunate that the legacy is is tainted no matter what happens now. So, um, yeah, and I know you're if you, if you like him, you're probably uh, very upset about it, and I get it. And I'm sure it's probably hard for you to get on social media of any kind because oh, – yeah. Boy, it's it's it is rough on the guy. No yeah, if he was my favorite trainer, I I, I would feel the same way. Yeah, probably. you know, if that was Asmussen, I I would do, probably be defending him. Yeah, that's the thing. You, you follow a guy, you like a guy, and then you know yep. that happens. But you know, uh, too many too many positive tests, Art. Too many. Yeah, and I just don't think you pick on the uh, face of of your sport. Yeah, that's my feeling on it. Why would you? Why would you pick on the guy that everybody knows who he is? I mean, in a sport that needs recognition, like horse racing does. Yeah, yeah. So, but tough, tough time. You're tough right. Time. Yeah. Yep. All right, that's it. That's all we got on that subject. We're not doing it any longer. We're talking about other stuff. Okay. Uh, if you don't have anything, I don't. I don't either. We're gonna go. This has been a great show. With great show. And Aaron, I do want to mention real quick. You were telling me before. We went on the air how the YouTube channel is exploding. Yes. We want to thank everybody that may have subscribed to that or have some small part in it. Uh, the Racing Dude uh, gang is thrilled with what's going on over on the YouTube side. Yes, we're very happy. Um, we, we absolutely are just blown away by the support of all of you guys. Uh, you know, we, we always thank you uh, for listening to this show. But, man, yeah, it's just it's nice. Uh, to see so many subscribers and uh i think uh like i said i had somebody subscribe when we were watching the show so yeah i i really just can't thank everybody enough it's just the the support we've gotten from day one has been really really good uh, not just youtube just the site and uh yeah we thank everybody and listen we're gonna just keep pumping out content and honestly it's just gonna be more and more we uh, we had a meeting today and i said look you got any thought on anything, put that on YouTube. And uh, we're really going to try to give our subscribers all that they, they they want and more. So, yeah, thank you guys. And listen, uh, this this show, man, the comments have been fantastic. Oh, fantastic. Five, six, seven weeks, just so many of y'all. Yep. Um, and, and our viewership is going up and up and up. And yeah, yeah we cannot up. thank you enough because obviously – it's not going up unless you watch, and uh, so we, right. we really appreciate everybody for sure. And we'll, we'll, we're thinking about doing some videos ourselves. Uh, once Aaron gets done, we settle down just a little bit from the horse racing. We'll, <laughs> we're going to do some stuff uh, with the sports thing too. So yeah, going to continue to improve and get better as we go along. Yeah, and as we go along, we're you know we're, we're, this is another thing. Dennis uh, says he needs to be a guest. Yeah, we yep. need to have you back on at some point, Dennis and. 
And, uh, you know, like I said, the more the merrier uh, is how it's going to be. Right now with the Derby, it's, whew, it's crazy. But, but yeah, we're, we're definitely going to get on that as well. So, again, guys, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching today. Everybody for subscribing. Even if you don't subscribe but you watch, thank you. It doesn't matter. You bet. You bet. We, we, we love everybody. And uh, when is the AEW Racing Dudes channel coming out? That's that's how you lose subscribers, probably. Unfortunately, <laughs> magic parents, but uh, maybe maybe someday. <laughs> All right, guys. Speaking of AEW, Dark is on, and I got to get out of here. I got to watch. You got to. All right, guys. We will talk to you guys on. Thanks, Thursday. guys. Thank you so much. We'll see y'all. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first.